0: Welcome, everyone, to our first ever podcast of Closets, Cars, and Curiosities, a title we suspect you're pretty curious about. Be reminded that this podcast and all related posts and content are presented solely for general informational, educational, and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional, diagnosis, or treatment, and it does not create a therapist-client relationship. Always seek the guidance and assistance of your doctor or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding your personal health or any medical condition and or any opinions expressed within this podcast and all related posts and content I want to share with you first that there are activities within this podcast meant to be experiential. That means that there will be opportunities for you to engage by exploration of your own experiences. In doing so, they will suggest to you sometimes closing your eyes or supporting your heart with your hand or other attention-oriented suggestions. Do not engage with this podcast, while driving, operating heavy machinery, tending to children, or engaging in any activity that requires your attention. I am Maggie Murr, and in this first series, we have titled, The Balanced Whole is Greater Than the Sum of Its Parts. That's a mouthful. This series is an exploration of the inner parts of self and a title derived from Aristotle's quote, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Let's explore this title by way of parts first. Parts. Parts like the sun, the moon, the wind, the land. Parts that comprise a complex system These are things that make life on Earth possible. From the intricate details of a seemingly painted mandarin fish, if you don't know what a mandarin fish is, Google it. How is it even possible sometimes, I think to myself, how is it even possible the beauty that exists in this world? Anyway, from the seemingly painted mandarin fish, to the trees that blush red and yellow in fall, only to lose those leaves and regrow them in every season of renewal. In this moment, we are understanding parts of systems. So, we know that certain conditions determine what trees will thrive, and from that, the tree canopy in a landscape further determines which type of plants and animals will thrive. These plants and animals then contribute to the creation of that system and thus contribute to the conditions that will contribute to them. It's a circle of life we studied in elementary school, but what we did not study was how each of us is a system that does similarly, as a system of complex physical attributes, thoughts. Beliefs, behaviors, feelings, and experiences. Ideas, beliefs, and thoughts are energies moving through the neural networks of your brain. These are informed, of course, by what you have learned and experienced throughout your lifetime. Feelings like anger, love, excitement, And sadness are experiences of energies creating different chemistries in your body. You probably know well the energy of anger and what it is to feel the energy of love or sadness. These are energies. What makes behaviors and experiences possible? Walking, talking, making love, all energy. And when we break down the biological parts of a living being into organs, then tissues, then cells, then atomic particles, then subatomic particles, what is it that directs those particles into becoming a tissue, a heart, or a leaf? Energy. I recently attended a weekend workshop in which Greg Braden and Bruce Lipton, both authors and scientists at Gaia in Boulder, Colorado. It was my hope that they could help me to articulate this information in a more palatable format for you. And they very much did this. It's with much gratitude that I mention their work here. If you want to be fascinated and learn more about the intersections of spirituality and energy and healing. Go to Gaia, dot and do a search for the Science of Resilience by Bruce Lipton and Greg Braden. In this weekend seminar, these two men demonstrated that stem cells as the basis for all the parts of us that are biological can become bone, tissue, or blood three very different entities and many more, depending upon the culture in which the stem cells grow. How ironic is that? It is the culture, the environment, that will determine whether a cell will thrive and whether it will become healthy liver, blood, Or bone. We will be coming back to that discussion on another podcast to discuss how we might contribute to and create a healthier culture for the health and welfare of our internal working systems and our external working systems as well. But for now, let's return to our discussion on parts and systems. I think we agree that a person is a complex system of parts. Parts held together, manipulated, ordered, influenced, and modified by energy. But let's take that one step further. Not just energy, intentional energy. What is it that I'm referring to as intentional energy? Ask yourself this. What is in energy that directs the complex processes of healing when I have fallen and broken my arm or injured my head? A doctor can set a cast for you and a few stitches, but without the natural healing willpower of the energy of your body furthering the effort, you could not heal. What is the energy that directs a forest to grow back after a devastating fire? What is the energy that aids the octopus to regrow her limb? What is the energy that corrodes metal over time so that the elements of that metal can be returned to the earth in their natural form? Many of you are probably familiar with trauma and trauma cycles. What is a trauma cycle? It is, in my opinion, the recreation of a trauma by the efforts of the body with the intention, the desire to heal that trauma by experiencing it differently. Let's take, for an example, adults that have felt wounded by emotionally inattentive parents often these adults feeling emotionally neglected will choose an emotionally neglectful romantic partner. I often hear my clients say, I promised myself it would be different and then I woke up one day and I realized I had married my mom or I had married my dad. This is often referred to in the world of psychotherapy as marrying your unfinished business. Breathe on that for a minute. How many of you have married your unfinished business? Be that marriage even your work, your spouse, your hobbies, your finances even. When we realize that we have recreated a childhood wound in adulthood, we raise our fists to the skies and we declare ourselves broken. I do not believe that this is indicative of us being broken. I believe it's the healthiest part of us recreating an all too familiar experience as means of doing it again but with the intention that we can create a better outcome. This time my spouse will realize how much I matter and they will give up their drinking and their video games. They will finally see me for who I am They will want to be with me and give me the attention and love I never got as a child. In my belief, the healthiest part of the body knows that we are social creatures and that we need attention as much as we do water and food for our survival. It's the healthiest part of our body, in my belief, that recreates the wound so that we can engage in the cycle believing that this time the story will end differently and we can move on into a happier, more fulfilled existence. Sadly though, it's not different because we get caught in the pattern like being caught between the grooves of a record and we cannot see through those grooves how to create a different outcome from all too familiar experiences. That's where I am an advocate of therapy and counseling. If you are trapped in a trauma cycle, a repeating pattern that inhibits joy and peace, as a counselor, I urge you to seek a mental health professional to aid you in the process. With the current emphasis in society on mental illness, diagnosis, and the brokenness of humans, I tell people that a trauma cycle is an attempt by the healthiest part of the body to heal and grow. Did you see the Pixar film Inside Out? If not, I urge you to watch it. One of the most valuable things that we learned in that film was the importance of sadness in our lives. Sadness is an energy in our bodies that asks us to change our ways. Disgust is an energy that asks us to step away from spoiled food to protect our health. Anger is an energy that protects us from something that can cause us pain, especially emotional pain. If it feels comfortable for you and you are safe to do so, Settle comfortably in your favorite chair or couch, or even your favorite yoga mat, and close your eyes. Listen now to the sounds of the tide from Martinique, an island in the Caribbean where wise sea turtles and pastries are abundant. Notice if any part of you needs to shift for comfort and honor that by making yourself more comfortable. Slow your breath, beginning with an intake count of four and an out breath of six. Breathe in through your nose, two, three, four. Breathe out through your mouth, two, three, four, five six slowing down breathe in through your nose three four breathe out through your mouth two three four five six breathe in through your nose two three four out through your mouth two three four five six breathe in through your nose two three four out through your mouth two three four five six Continuing to slow your breath, keep your eyes closed and focus on your body with loving kindness. Notice where you feel any stress or discomfort and ask those parts of your body, what emotions are you feeling? And what are you asking me to change? Take your time as you listen to the tides. I will return to you in five minutes. Welcome back everyone. If it feels right for you, you may stop this recording and journal the answers to the questions you asked of your body. We toss around the words rubbernecking. Rubbernecking can be gaping, that's true, but it can also be an attempt by persons to study what trauma has happened, learn how it happened, and why it happened to reassure the nervous system that what has happened to someone else will not happen for us. So then it would be true that our thoughts, behaviors, and feelings are driven by energy, energy that has the intention to move a person toward healing, energy that is orchestrating healing and growing for everyone, everything, everywhere, over all time. I call that energy, that powerful, creative, intentional energy, my higher power. Because of my childhood experiences, because I was born into a family, a culture that believed in Christianity, I will sometimes refer to that energy as God. If I were raised in India, according to my belief that we are all being guided by an intentional energy, then I would likely call that higher power Allah. And if I was born into a Native American culture, I might have called that energy, that higher power, Kichu Manitou. Let's take a moment to close your eyes again, slow your breath and feel into your personal truths and experiences. Breathe in through your nose. Two, three, four. Out through your mouth. Two, three, four, five, six. Slowing down to connect to your heart. Continue the slow breathing. And now if it feels right for you, put a hand to the part of your body that feels most energized by this conversation and repeat after me. I have known energy to be measurable by how fast I can run. I have known energy by how hot is the sun and how powerful the wind. Do I believe that energy in my body is intentional? Do I believe that the energy that guides my healing is related to a higher power? Do I believe that energy that resides in me wants for my greater good? Feel into your answers. Listen for your truths for the next five minutes. Again, you may wanna stop this recording to write down your answers and return to them later. As you return to my words, you are welcome to open your eyes and you're welcome to keep them closed if you're safe to do so. However you describe the energy in your body that asks for exercise or healthy food or clean water and guides your healing processes, Be that a simple description of energy with a lowercase e, or like I do, an intentional energy with a capital E, God, Ja, Elah, Mungu, Chukwu, Kichu Manitou, or Jehovah. These are just a smattering of names that persons around the earth utilize to refer to a higher power. Did you know that Jehovah means he causes to become? He causes to become. I love that interpretation. No matter your interpretation, it is authentically yours, given what you were taught from childhood by your parents, your community, and your culture. And your interpretations of these stories are also authentically yours. In my belief, it's like you. It's like me, these stories. Some people call me Maggie. Others call me Mags, Margaret, Auntie, Mugsy, Nanny, Little Olita, Crazy Girl, White Lady with Pig Magic, Mad Maggie, Monkey's Mama, Maggie Mayhem, Dora the Explorer, Mag Wheels, Wheels. Magpie, and woman with crazy fire. No two stories about me are told the same. No two people could possibly describe my complexities the same way. And who each sentient being believes me to be is influenced by the eyes and experiences through which they see and experience me. Nonetheless, I'm only one being, held together with the same energy that connects everyone, everything, everywhere, over all time. In my belief that my higher power is in the form of energy, and energy is the basis for everything, then it is true for me that every plant and animal, every complex system, every drop of water, rock, fire, wind, Is of the creation of a higher power and that every religion, sexuality, gender, belief, skin and eye color, dream, hope, idea, feeling, and the like is just a different path by which to experience this incredible orchestrator of energy. If we're going to have ongoing conversations about spirituality, I am sharing with you my beliefs so as to ensure transparency about my perspectives and so that we might also have a shared language, not so that you adopt mine. I believe everyone has a soul journey and that today Through this podcast, our two soul journeys are intersecting solely for the purpose of you coming to know your own beliefs more fully. It will be the intention of this podcast for you to know yourself more deeply and be ignited to make the changes you want to make, changes that bring deeper connection, love, hope, happiness, community. And success. As we discuss spirituality as being different for all persons, because each person has had a unique learning and experiencing of their beliefs based on how they were parented and what their community and cultures taught. It will never be the intention of this podcast to separate anyone from their beliefs or convince anyone of ours. It has been my personal life's work and purpose to help others be healed and guided intuitively by their authentic beliefs. I am writing these podcasts and producing them often from the lens of transpersonal psychology, trans meaning beyond and personal meaning, personal identity. This field of psychology explores the expanded human experience, including spirituality, altered states of consciousness, and mystical or transcendental life experiences. These are often referred to in transpersonal psychology as peak experiences. I love referring to them as sublime experiences. We are returned then to the balanced whole is greater than the sum of its parts. The parts we explore in this podcast are our inner psychological parts like the inner child and the inner critic, the trickster. There are others too. These parts combined are the sum of the parts. I tell my clients often, if something looks random, dig deeper. We are the whole of our experiences with our spirituality, choices, and beliefs. Your choices about career, marriage, politics, religions, and all the rest are the result of the beliefs and experiences that were delivered you in early childhood and whether you adopted them as your own or rebelled against them. Let me share a story with you as an example of this. My extended family was Christian. My parents were what I can only describe as undeclared. I loved my best friend, we'll call her Hannah, and she loved Sunday school. I came to love it, too, first by way of singing, then art projects with craft paper and Elmer's glue, and always a dulled set of scissors. I was first to rush the altar, to sit as near the minister as possible, so as not to miss any of the words or the photos of the biblical stories. I recited them at dinner over and over, much to my father's dismay, because he believed earth to be hell and that we would return over and over again until we got it right. When he glared at me to let me know he'd reached a limit with the stories I loved to tell, always a compilation of animals and inspiration, I'd mumble to myself, hell, I know and return to the stories in the quiet of my own mind. I so long to be Eve, barefoot and beautiful, in the garden of plants and animals. And I especially wanted to be Noah, on a boat to save the animals one by one. That brings tears to my eyes. I once had a monkey rescue in the Caribbean. I wanted to be Job, so that when I lost everything and got it back... My parents would know the angels the way I knew angels. Every morning before I left the comfort of my childhood bedroom, I helped my happy little plastic family in the dollhouse my dad had made for me to prepare and eat breakfast and get their children off to school. School for the children and other miscellaneous plastic animals, and even a few of my brother's army men, was a place behind my bookshelf or they could read from the covers of books. Every night I laid the plastic children and their parents onto beautifully handcrafted tiny beds, and then their plastic puppy onto his pink plastic one. If you want to know what a child longs for, watch that child play. One morning when I woke, the puppy was not where I'd carefully placed him the night before. "'The angels took my puppy,' I announced that morning calmly to my mother. "'I have no idea where my belief in angels was born from, "'but I also believed that they had done so "'because someone needed the happiness that puppy could bring "'more than I did, even more than the little plastic family did. "'What puppy?' my mother asked. "'The puppy in my dollhouse,' I said." "'Where did you get that crazy idea?' she asked. "'Maybe God, then?' I offered her what our community and extended family believed, momentarily distrusting the angels through my mother's words' crazy idea. My mother only rolled her eyes. If there was a God, I'd be married to someone else. When I suggested the same to my father... He delivered his own canned response. If there's a God, why are there starving children in the world? This is hell, number one daughter. You'll live it till you die, and then you'll have to do it again if you don't get it right. I so wished they knew and understood the angels the way I did. No matter my wishes, I didn't have the words to explain angels or my beliefs then. When the angels are done, they'll bring him back, I shared with my adoring uncle, the uncle I spent my earliest childhood wanting to marry. On a side note, listeners, you will have the opportunity to meet my beloved uncle as the guest host of the next two episodes of this podcast series. My uncle believed in God very strongly and he never expressed that God was too busy with starvation in the world to return my puppy to his lonely plastic family. Just say your prayers, he offered me always, with warmth and care for anything I didn't understand. Read the Bible and go to church. On a morning no different than most, a few weeks later, I found the plastic puppy again, sleeping on his pink plastic bed. This was the earliest relationship I had with the transpersonal that was obviously not born of the beliefs of my mother and father, but were heavily influenced by the opposite. Closets, Cars, and Curiosities is born from my own curiosity, wanting to understand what happened to that plastic puppy, where and why it was taken from my dollhouse, and what it meant to that I believed that it would be returned by the angels, and it was. And how in being guided by this curiosity and seeking answers to these questions, in believing in a higher power that I called angels then, I have healed from childhood wounds and physical trauma, not unlike most Americans have experienced. The curiosities part of this podcast will continue exploring as many ways of healing as we can find in the world. We will start with conversations with my uncle as we speak about the parts of the inner self, including the inner child. And it will be our intention to be in South Africa and even Tanzania by early winter to inquire into their beliefs and how those beliefs heal there. Again, if you feel comfortable and safe to do so. Close your eyes for the next five minutes. Slow your breath again. Long, slow, deep breaths. In through your nose. Two, three, four. Out through your mouth. Two. Three, four, five, six, in through your nose, two, three, four, out through your mouth, two, three, four, five, six, slowing your breath and coming into connection with your body. Ask yourself the question, what is the first spiritual experience I had that contributed to my beliefs about religion or spirituality? Welcome back. Again, if it's right for you, take a moment to journal your answers to these precious questions. We have looked at the curiosity that lends itself to the title of this podcast. But what about closets and cars? What could closets and cars possibly have to do with a podcast on spirituality and healing, wellness, When the governing bodies across the globe sent us to work from home during COVID, my inner child had a tantrum I had not experienced since I was very small. I could not see a way to be fully present and emotionally connected with clients through the internet. But at the end of those three days, I calmed my inner child with a clicky, colorful keyboard and breaks to be with my donkeys and goats, and I began. It was awkward, it was painful, and it was real. It mattered more than it ever had during those first few days of lockdown. And because my clients' spouses, parents, children, even neighbors were with them, the only way they could have privacy was from closets and cars. As for many, because meeting that way became comfortable and convenient, we are still meeting by way of closets and cars. I disarmed our limitations and changes that COVID brought with laughter, offering to my clients that one day I would create a reality TV show called Counseling by Way of Closets and Cars. And when I shared with those clients that I was beginning to podcast about the intersection between psychological healing and spirituality, many of them asked if this was the start of counseling by way of closets and cars. Maybe, maybe not. But this exploration is for you, for all of you, for every brave person that continues to try new things, to stretch despite the stretching hurts, to adapt, participate, grow, expand, contribute, transform, transcend, or what I term in my coaching as soul send by way of closets, cars, and curiosities. Again, if you feel safe to do so, close your eyes, You know the drill now. Breathe deeply and slowly. And remember one brave, probably difficult change that you made in COVID, whether or not you wanted to. Then envision a beautiful light. Any color that your mind brings forth as healing. Immerse yourself in that light like you would a warm Hawaiian waterfall. Envision this light as gratitude. Gratitude that you had the ability to make that change. Gratitude that you had the courage to make that change. Gratitude that you either adopted that change even when the scare subsided or gratitude that you discarded it when it was no longer necessary. Keeping your eyes closed, feel that of all the eggs and sperm that come into the world that never resulted in a baby or resulted in someone else becoming a baby throughout history, you are the result of one egg and one sperm joining together for the very purpose that you could partake in this precious experience of life held together and continuously healed by the energies that hold everyone, everything, everywhere over all time together. Be with your gratitude for five minutes while you listen to the sounds of the waves. Lewis Carroll wrote in Alice in Wonderland by the King, Begin at the beginning and go on till you come to the end, then stop. The balanced whole is greater than the sum of its parts, is for this podcast, the only place to begin, because you are not just skin, bones, and tissues. You are these things as they are directed by an intentional energy, having the intention that you will birth and grow, overcome, heal, think, create, feel, hope, experience, and thrive. In the titling of this first podcast series, we will be exploring mostly the internal parts of self that are not in balance, and how that imbalance is directly impacting our shared external world. I referred to two of those previously as the inner child and inner critic. Another part I often refer to is the wise sage. There are many others, as you will discover later, and we are entitled to all of them in equal and balanced parts. Have you ever heard the quote, As above so below it's the idea that the tree as it's visible above ground is equally complex and beautiful underground despite that we can't see it imagine that your internal world is as complex beautiful and amazing as the many ecosystems of our earth or even as our galaxy One of my favorite artworks by Salvador Dali is called Swans Reflecting Elephants. In it, Dali paints swans along a water's edge. Their images are reflected back as elephants. He saw elephants as swans and swans as elephants, and then put that to canvas so we could see it too. Our inner world is a reflection of our outer world. Our outer world is a reflection of our inner world. If we don't find balance for the parts of self with the transpersonal, the whole self, then our lives cannot know balance. Our families cannot know balance. Our culture cannot know balance. And our outer world will continue to be as chaotic as our inner world. You cannot change this planet alone, that's likely true, but you can be the orchestrator of your inner world, and from that you will experience yourself differently. Your lenses by which you see the world can change, and thus your experience of your internal and external worlds will change too. Between now and the next podcast, engage in some of our activities to expand your perspectives with yourself, your friends, and your family. It's an incredible journey of self-exploration if you care to come along. It will be our honor and privilege to walk beside each of you as we explore the opportunities for change within us. Be those transformations by the way of closets or cars or curiosities and any other means, all means are welcome.